This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Glad to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to get through, lots to talk about. We're going to do a lot about immigration next hour because we've got um, Tony Gonzalez on U.S. Representative District 28, great state of Texas, 800-plus mile border is his district. So he's there almost every day, and we talk about Biden not going. We talk about Title 42. We talk about a lot, including uh, the fact that he said on Fox that he was looking forward to working with Henry Cuellar for years to come before the election. I'm like, okay, Tony, fill, fill me in on this. And he was very forthright about it. We talked about that at length. Um, there's a lot wrong going on at the border. It's not getting any better. And I've got so many sound bites from Corrine Jean-Pierre when it comes to the border. Make your face hurt. It will. Um, so we'll get into all that and then some. Also, I'm going to leave the lines open um, for what we just talked about a little while ago because there's even more information from the Twitter files that the DOJ had a direct line to those who were the decision makers at Twitter about hiding this or hiding that or hiding the other thing or uh, promote this one and then, you know, deplatform this person. I mean, even little tiny accounts with 400 followers were being deplatformed and suspended because they were making jokes about the election or something. It's all pretty sick and incendiary when you see it. I'll also have a comment from Corrine Jean-Pierre. Hint, it's not really a comment about uh, the FBI working directly with Twitter and how the president feels about that. But before we do that, I, I'm, I hate that we have to report this story, but it happened over the weekend, and I've already reached out to the sheriff. But, Carrie, if you don't mind, let's fill people in on what happened uh, out in Arizona. Yeah, from 3TV and CBS 5, the 22-year-old man and baby who died in a crashing Gilbert Friday afternoon have been identified as Cooper Lamb, an all-county sheriff Mark Lamb's son and his one-year-old granddaughter. Both were passengers in a car that was involved in a T-bone crash near the intersection of Elliott Road and Cole Drive around 3.45 p.m. on Friday. A woman driving a red Toyota Corolla with Lamb and the baby inside reportedly turned in front of a pickup truck driver who then slammed into the Corolla. The woman was taken from the scene to a nearby hospital with life-threatening injuries. The pickup driver was uninjured and was going the speed limit, but he was arrested by Gilbert police on suspicion he had been driving under the influence. As Sheriff Lamb posted on Facebook, we are truly humbled and touched by the outpouring of love from our family and friends, community. We cannot thank you enough. Our hearts are broken, but we are comforted in your love and the love of God and Jesus Christ. We are praying for our precious Caroline, who is still in critical condition. We'd also like to express our gratitude for those citizens and first responders who rendered aid to our son Cooper and our granddaughter. God bless you all. Sucked to hear that story. Mm. I couldn't believe it. And I reached out to the sheriff. We did text back and forth. He's very, very thankful for all the support. I'm sure my listeners and my viewers will support as well. We love Sheriff Mark Lamb. The guy does it right, and he's just a good man. My wife said this the other day, you know, really bad things happen to good people. She's right. And when something like this happens, relying on those uh, who surround you, relying on, on God certainly is what you do. But there's just no explanation for, for somebody allegedly getting behind the wheel drunk and driving down the road. It just, I, I, can, I will never, listen to me. 
I don't drink, but I'm not a judgmental non-drinker. If you want to have a glass of wine, you want to have a, a beer after work, you want to go hang out with your friends at the bars, provided that you've got a designated driver and you're going to get home safely, not kill somebody else or yourself, I have no problem with that. I'm not, I'm not an anti-alcohol guy. I'm not a drinker because I just don't like how it tastes. Some people are, well, how long have you been on the wagon? I'm, I'm not. I, 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 something I drank in college, that, that was it. Um, but I understand there literally are health benefits to a glass of wine a day. That Those reports have been out for a long time. And I've got no problem with you drinking beer. I just don't like the taste of it. I don't like the taste of hard alcohol either. So this is not be, me being judgy. But who the beep do you think you are to get loaded and then drive a, a three to 6,000-pound vehicle? Who do you think you are? What are you, what are you, just some special person? You get to do that? Is that what it is? And there are some of you listening that have gotten DWIs before. I hope you learned your lesson, and I hope you didn't hurt anybody in the process. And yes, I'm going to judge you if you get loaded and get behind the wheel. Now I'm going to judge you. You want to have a, I don't care if you want to have a beer or a drink. You want to have a barbecue with your friends and neighbors? I don't care. Get loaded at your house. Getting behind the wheel of a, of a truck? Or a car, or a motorcycle, or in anything? What's wrong with you? That just means that you're putting yourself above. And don't. You're not more important than I am. I'm not more important than you are. I would never put you at risk in that situation. Have I had a a fender bender here? Yes, I've had a fender bender. But not because somebody was loaded drunk. How many times do we have to hear about the person going the wrong way down the road, crossing the median? This time, this family's taken a left, and this truck barrels into them, and a truck is going to go three, 4,000 pounds. And now you're looking at somebody who possibly was driving while intoxicated. Why? You can't, especially today. Not that there was ever an excuse for it, don't get me wrong. But today, you call Uber. And you come back and get your car the next day. You had a nice night out. What are, what are you doing getting behind the wheel of a... Who, and again, once you're drunk, I'm sure you think you can drive. But before you get there, before you get drunk or even buzzed, think to yourself, I'm not going to put anybody at risk here. I'm not going to take a chance of killing somebody on the way home tonight. I'm not going to do that. I want to enjoy my night. I want to get home safely and be able to go and, and, and meet with my friends again sometime. And this isn't me at all lecturing the guy who did it. He probably doesn't hear, or allegedly did it. He probably can't hear me. But I am telling you, be smarter than that. We're all smart. Human beings are smarter than to get behind the wheel of a piece of machinery when you're inebriated. It just doesn't make any sense to ever take that chance. I don't care if you're a mile from home. What is the stat? I think most accidents, especially fatal ones, happen within 25 miles of home. So come on, man. We can't take back what happened Friday. I couldn't have my, my heart sunk to my to my stomach. I was like, I, I, what do I even say to, to to the sheriff who is a friend? I like Sheriff Mark Lamb a lot, but this, I mean, how do you even console somebody? His son and granddaughter just dead because somebody made a ridiculous decision, according to police, and I think that's pretty sick, very sad. And, and, and I'm sorry that we had to you know we had to put that out there. But it would, I would be remiss not to put it out to my entire broadcast audience what happened. I did, I think, tweet about it or Instagram about it. Once he did, I waited for him. Some other people did it beforehand. I wasn't going to do that. I wanted to make sure that I followed his lead. Uh, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. I mean, calls if you want on that. I don't really know what you say about that. 
Um, uh, unless you you think you want to argue with me that you should be able to get drunk and drive, oh, I'd love to have you call. Go ahead. Other than that, I want to circle back to what we talked about earlier. And again, my thoughts and prayers, and I already told the sheriff, anything you need from me, it's done. Anyway, when it comes to Twitter and finding out exactly what's going on in these files, it isn't about Twitter, as I said. Not even a little bit. It is not about social media at all. It's about controlling the narrative. It's about controlling what it is that you ingest. That's called news. It's not news if it's being filtered and censored. It's not news if those who are presenting it to you are taking their walking papers and talking papers from the FBI or the DOJ or the NSA. It's not. It is something different. It's then a, a propaganda. It's then government-controlled narrative. So when we find out that Twitter did, in fact, do this constantly, they were in connection constantly with Department of, uh, of Justice, with Zuckerberg, with Dorsey, or the people under Dorsey. Dor- Jack Dorsey acts like he didn't know anything at Twitter. But in, co- in control of everything that you saw and heard, and then everything the 24-hour news cycle was using, everything your local news was using, they were in control of all of it. When we find that out, we find out that government was literally restricting our right to freely speak by censoring us on the on these platforms. They were surveilling us illegally. That's a that's a, a Fourth Amendment issue. They're not allowed to surveil or or search without some sort of a warrant and probable cause. They are just breaching everything when it comes to when it comes to the Constitution. And somebody decided they would ask Kareem Jean Pierre about this today. Just a quick question, you know, how does the, how does the president feel about the DOJ and its uh, its collusion with the FBI? And you get a typical response from her, but at least somebody asked. Um, the latest Twitter files show that the intelligence community was actively involved in discrediting the Hunter Biden laptop story. Does it bother the president and those at the White House that a government agency like the FBI was involved in suppressing a legitimate news story? Again, I'm, I'm just going to refer you to the FBI. I'm not going to comment from here about that. No reason for her not to comment from there about that. No reason for her to refer somebody to the FBI. The FBI is in the Department of Justice. That's in the executive branch. It's run by President Joe Biden. Joe Biden's mouthpiece, Karine Jean-Pierre, should have something to say about this story. I'm not surprised. She doesn't. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Your thoughts when we come back. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pags Show. to have you a Motown Monday, the Joe Pag Show. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There is a lot going on. 888-941-7247. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. Again, you can go to JoePags.com. Scroll down, and uh, you can just click on 
contact. That's going to send an email to the crew. They'll let me know if there's something that we need to see. Uh, if you're sending me stupid things, they, they've learned how to filter that. You sent me really good stuff like suggestions for parodies or just commentary on what we're talking about. I certainly do end up seeing that. So uh, make sure you utilize that. Just click on contact at JoePags.com. Plus, we've got writers that write stories every day. Links to our videos. The podcast can be listened to there if you'd rather listen to the podcast later. A lot of people binge listening to the program on the weekend. It's all right there. Again, JoePags.com, make that happen. And do me a favor, follow on all the social media because, again, we're getting engagement finally on Twitter. It's taken years and years, but finally we're getting some engagement. Instagram, we're seeing some engagement on those reels that I'm doing, which are the come on videos. Now, on, on um, YouTube, there's a lot of you guys float around YouTube. Why not give us a follow at Joe Pags Radio, Joe Pags Radio. And um, we're, it's almost at 30,000 there. We want to get 100,000 to, uh, to make YouTube give us a, a plaque. When I post a video, like a longer form video, generally speaking, it doesn't um, it doesn't do much. When I do a short video, like a, a YouTube short, that does do some business. So go check those out. Joe Pags Radio. Uh, everywhere else, just about it's Joe Talk Show, except on Truth and on MeWe, it's Joe Pags. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Your thoughts about what we just talked about, DWI? Certainly, what about the FBI? colluding with, openly colluding with Twitter. Carrie, uh, i got to tell you something. I wonder if you agree. Okay. I'm stunned that those being fired and shown the door at Twitter didn't burn the evidence. Yes, I would be. I'm surprised by that as well. Elon Musk has has all of the emails, all the correspondence. He's got everything. Yeah. 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 They didn't delete the emails. They didn't do anything. I mean, these people walk around like they're smarter than the rest of us. They're all the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. They left this trip. I'm glad they did. I'm glad they're stupid. I think they would have gotten rid of the evidence, but I guess not. These are these are tech experts. And then you have the, some former general counsel for the FBI, this Jim Baker guy, was there. He didn't know to get rid of it either? Okay. I'm fine with him. Not, I'm glad we're finding out because the infringement on our liberties is real. I mean, the Fourth Amendment is one that nobody else is talking about. I'm glad I brought it up. Uh, and others should start bringing this up. If you're from another show or you're another host and you're listening to me to get your show prep, you're welcome. Use this because the Fourth Amendment restricts the government's ability without probable cause and a warrant by a judge to search or seize my stuff or to surveil me. And they're surveilling everything we write on social media and they are completely colluding with the with those who are running social media sites. The social media sites were all acting as government arms, and that violates the Constitution. Don't tell me about how it's a private company. Don't even go there. What you talk about, Willis? Let me tell you something. When the government works with and gives high-level clearances to people who work at Twitter, Twitter is the arm of the government, and they may not restrict our, our rights. Not the First Amendment, not the Fifth Amendment, not any of them. Not the Fourth Amendment, not the Tenth, not anything. They can't stomp on our rights and then claim they're private when they're not. They're working as Joe Biden's, you know, social media site. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Wes with a quick comment on DWI. What's happening, Wes? Hey, Joe, thank you very much. Just want to get it out there that the culture, in my belief, is changing. It used to be that you'd meet at the bar, you'd have a conversation, have a few drinks. Didn't work out so well for me cost me a fortune joe all the way through it costs too much it's not worth it and you are absolutely 100 percent right don't do it use your head but i believe culture has changed the younger generations have learned from guys like me especially my kids don't do it 
Well, I, I, I think you're right. Not because I, I think you're right. First of all, thank you for, for being honest about your story. Secondly, I think you're right. The younger generation will use Lyft or Uber. They will get a ride with somebody who's a designated driver. I hope that we continue to change the culture in that form and fashion. I'm not against somebody having a drink. I'm against you getting behind the wheel of a car. And I think that you made a great point. Absolutely. Do not risk other people's lives because of your stupidity. It's not worth it. There's no good end to it. I'm well, sorry, Joe. Wes, I, no, no, listen, brother, I appreciate that. Thank you. And I, and I really do appreciate you calling in. There's somebody who would cost a lot, cost a lot for him. And he, and he doesn't want it to happen to you. Richard, Texas, talk to me. Hi. Hey, why should we be surprised about the FBI? It goes back to the beginning of the FBI. J. Edgar Hoover had files on all kinds of people breaking the Fourth Amendment. So why should it surprise us? I, I'm not saying they're not a bit, that there's not a lot of good people there. Yeah. But when it starts the culture at the top in the beginning, I mean, how can we? And the culture at the top is like that. How can we expect people below it to 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 stand up? Well, I'm not surprised by it, Richard. Don't misunderstand me. What what I'm mad at is the the ability or the want, the desire for Twitter and their executives to work with them. Like, I'll give you an example. If the FBI or the CIA or the NSA got a hold of Elon Musk today and said, I want you to work with us as an arm of the government, Musk would say pound sand. He would say, I'm not going to do it. My problem isn't that the FBI overstepped, and it is a problem, certainly. My problem is that good old Americans who just disagreed with the political side said, yeah, sure, let's let's work together and stop you know, Richard and Joe from saying anything on social media. So that's where I am with it. You're right, the FBI shouldn't be doing this, but we're not dumb enough to think they aren't trying it. We just have to, we have to stop them. We have to resist allowing them to try it at places like Twitter and Facebook and elsewhere. Happy holidays, Joe, and happy Hanukkah. Take care, brother. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, happy whatever you celebrate, and Merry New Year. Uh, Dion, less than a minute, but it's all yours. Let's go. Hey, Joe, how are you tonight? Thank you for taking my call. Living the dream, man. I think we might be a little premature in uh, giving a lot of credit to Elon there. Why? I was listening to a a lot of webcasts this weekend, and Dr. Shiva brought up some points. He's talking about how they slow leak the sale, and then when – Elon got it. He waited a, a couple of weeks to release any information, which timed out right after the midterm election. So whatever he gave us, he gave us after the election. So it really didn't have that much of an effect. Well, I don't know who the, I don't know who the doctor is. I don't know who the doctor is that you just referred to over the weekend, but th- that's an interesting take. Um, he did start leaking stuff well, out. Let me you have to, uh, no, no. Let me let me interject, or else I'm not going to have any time. Um, again, Elon Musk got in there and he couldn't just the first day press a button and release everything. That's not how it works. Go ahead. No, I get that, but uh, from what I'm from what I'm hearing, and I don't, like I said, I haven't validated this, but I have every reason to believe Dr. Shiva would lie. I don't know who that is. You said Dr. Shiva twice. I don't know who that is. I got to let you go. I, I don't. One thing that I do, and I've been consistent about this: if you're listening to other people on the weekend or during the day, I don't comment on what other talk show hosts say. I don't have a chance to listen; it's out of context, so I can't really have that conversation. I'm glad you listen to my show. I'm glad you like the show, but I hope you understand. I can't comment on what this person said. Keep it here. Coming back, Joe Pags.